Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And welcome. That's that's I mean, we're glad you're here. I mean, as always, you're you're here. We're here. I thought you were just going to end the episode after that. And thank you. So it's going to be and have thank a dandy you, fucking week. Have a dandy fucking week. Goodbye. Goodbye. How we all doing? And we're shoving meat up our butts. Yes. Uh, before we went live, having lot, yeah. a big callback. If you remember, I don't remember the episode we were talking about uh, the guy who had a fetish uh, of when he would he would call a. And a high-end escort fly her from L.A. to Colorado. He would rent out this executive suite, the presidential suite, and then he would order five pounds of raw hamburger from the hotel. And then he would basically have this escort uh, push the five pounds of meat into his butt. And that was it. <laughs> Nothing sexual about it. Was. <laughs> Nothing sexual about it. <laughs> Just pushed it in. And when she right. was done, uh, that was it. You know, he paid, he had took her out to a nice dinner, had a good time, flew her there, flew her back, right. you know, and then that was it. Nothing, nothing to it. So we present this, this to you again. If someone were to offer you to do that, say pay you $5,000, would you do it? No one remembers that one. Do I you feel remember? like this is, this is the episode that Drew will be tuning into and immediately, like we're going to watch the number of viewers drop by one in about 10 seconds. Or what if it's just shot through the roof and people are like, all right, I want you to just do this more and just talk slower. Here's the thing. We got to give the people what they want. So this would then just become the, the butt meat backlog podcast. This is our hot tub stream, essentially, at that that's point right. in time. That's that's what we become. Welcome to the Mind Gap butt meat backlog podcast. My name is Justin. I'm and, joined, uh, as always, by, by me, my Doug. counterparts. Doug. Oh, yeah. And here we're, we're scratching two itches. One, lovers of meat, encased meat, and finding places where it can go. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. <laughs> can't, I can't talk about the farts. I just can't. I can't. Uh, we are. Uh, we are. Uh, we are collectively. Uh, uh, collectively, we are. Way too old to be doing uh, that. <laughs> 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 oh, Boy, that one right. really got me. I, I was I was trying hard to keep a straight face, and uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That fart really uh, pushed me over the yeah. edge. <laughs> well, oh, uh, welcome, so welcome to the show, happened. everybody. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Oh, my nipples are hard now from laughing so hard. Um, does there that happen go. to you? Maybe? No? Okay, cool. Just uh, you. Just me. Let's uh, let's get our, our housekeeping out of the way real quick here. All right. Chill your tits. And then we will. Uh, yeah, they're chilled. 
and we'll move yeah. the ladder along. Uh, so first of all, if you don't already, please check us out on Spotify. Follow us there. Enjoy our content there as well as other places. But, you know, Spotify, we exist there. Second of all, please join our Discord server. What's Discord, you may ask? It's a giant community online where you can live chat with all of your cool friends like us, like Zenny, like Noah, like Wolf, like Jared, like Slotty, and so many more Intent. And uh, we get together, we play games, we share great memes, uh, we hang out, we'll be doing some movie nights. It's going to be a good time. So to join our Discord, just head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. In our about section, you'll see a little button that says Discord. Just click on that, take you right on over, join our family, hang out with us. Uh, we'd love to have you be there. Uh, next up, also, please don't forget to check out our merch on redbubble.com. Head over to Redbubble, search for Mind Gap Podcast. You'll find two designs there. Uh, pick, yeah, pick yourself something great. It's it's summer. It's the post-4th of July time. Go get yourself That's something right. nice. Get yourself a nice tank top, maybe a cool hat, maybe a bag, maybe get a pillow. Shower curtain. Whatever you want. It's yours. You deserve it. You support us. You support yourself and your buying habits. Go do it. Go get a clock to put on your wall. There you go. The world is your oyster. Fuck it. Uh, and last but not least, if you're listening and you don't know about it, please come hang out with us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash podcast. We live stream our podcast episodes every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central. And we do video game live streams, usually on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Central. Apologies. There was nothing last weekend because of the 4th of July and I was out of town. So, uh, but this weekend, coming right up your butt, straight from the dungeon, it is Dungeons and Dragons, the fantasy board game. We're heading back in the dungeon. We got Justin as Miley. The Elven Wizard. We've got Eric as Josen, the Human Cleric. We've got Jared, the Halfling Thief. And unfortunately, Sam won't be there, so stepping in for him will be our very own Slotty Bartfast, who's going to be playing as Regdar, the Human Fighter. So we're going to see if they can finish up this adventure and level up. It's going to be a really good time. I'm excited for it. So that's 8 p.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash podcast. Come on, hang out, cheer them on, root against them. I don't know. Hang out. Give us your stuff. It's great. It's going to be a good time. Troll us. We're fine Most with it. We've murdered well, many dungeon trolls. That's right. And, and odds are we will have a debate about color because that always happens about whether or not something is red. So that's yep. exactly, you know, what you want to do. So... Yes. Uh, so, uh, speaking of, Justin, how was your 4th of July, pal? Oh, my God. Doug, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it. Fuck the 4th of July. Okay. That's it. All right. Hard stop. I, uh, I don't know. I Look, <laughs> after the last couple years, uh, at the last, I'd say, at least two years, it's real hard to, to want to celebrate this country after some of the bullshit <laughs> We've been actually really after the last five years, real hard to want to celebrate this country. Also, uh, if you own a dog, then you Fuck probably you. understand. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Ferrets forever. Uh, <laughs> if you own a dog, you understand how stressful this fucking holiday can be because everyone, everyone just decides to blow up thousands of dollars uh, right you know, around the house. It sounds like you're in a war zone. It's horrendous. I had a wonderful time hanging out with family, a horrendous time with all the fucking explosions. And it was seemed to be that everyone had pent up, you know, excitement and or aggression and just wanted to blow everything up this year. 
blow so it up. That, that, that's what happened. Blow it up, son. I don't know. I just, I'm finding it harder and harder to get excited for the 4th of July. So the 4th of uh, July is to you what St. Patrick's Day is to me. It yeah. sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Yeah, where you're just like, I don't get why everyone's so happy. I don't understand. I don't get why everyone's celebrating. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. Um, Fourth of July, I think I've determined is my favorite holiday. I think is it's it the really? one for me. But here's the thing. I don't shoot off fireworks. Never have. Yeah. Never intend to. Um, it just has this beautiful vibe to me. Not about the fireworks, but I went and got to hang out at a, at a cabin on a lake. Uh, but first, but before that happened, uh, last Friday, my neighbors came over. I made some pulled pork, uh, some roasted potatoes and some veggies with them. They brought over an ice cream cake. We had a lovely dinner. We hung out for a couple hours. It was the fucking best. It was amazing. Yeah. The next morning, we got up bright and early, drove up to Wisconsin, hung out with Jill's family at a cabin uh, for two days. Natalie got to swim in a lake. Had a blast. Loki got to swim in the lake. She had a blast. They had this little mat that was like just to connect to their dock. Loki swam out to the mat, hung out on the mat, was having living her best life. Um, I made some more pulled pork for that. I mean, we just had a really good time in that vibe of family hanging out. It's warm. We're having good food. We're by a body of water. We're just hanging out enjoying our time together and then at the end of the end of the, at night there's some fireworks and which were good you know for the most part and i'm lucky fireworks don't bother loki so she was outside passed out giant firecrackers going off she didn't give a shit she could care less hopefully that stays that <laughs> agreed way because abby was better when she was younger uh but there's that point and my dad's dog is the same way they were talking about the older that dog gets the more it is, you know, uh, jittery around the fireworks. So I'm hoping that Loki yeah. stays that way because there are some dogs that are totally fine with it. But I know it is hellacious for so many dogs. And it's just, I don't know. There was three fucking hours from like eight to 10. And then it trickled off, but continued till just past midnight. But eight to 10, when I say it was nonstop explosions, I'm not, I'm not being facetious or mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm not exaggerating here. It was non-stop wall of sound explosions. Not like, oh, this side of the neighborhood did it for a little bit. Then five minutes later, this side did. No, non-stop explosions for three solid hours. It was, it, it probably was the worst, the worst that it's ever been on 4th of July. If, Everyone. I can't imagine how much money was blown up that night. Yeah, I realized as some people were setting some stuff off, I'm like, uh... This may be close to $10,000 that they just exploded in the sky. Industrial grade shit. Some of these people. Yeah. You heard the mortars going off. Right. I'm like, uh, that ain't cheap. (laughs) Cheap. Right. Uh, Someone's got to knock that into the ground and then zero in. They got to click in their, you know, target. I, yeah. The thing is, I, I feel like you can do that though. Like pick a weekend, go up for the fight. I, I would, for me, I don't hinge that on, like, I could celebrate Arbor Day the same way. Like, let's go to a lake and celebrate trees and then hang out as a family and chop them down. Sure. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I just, the whole, everything, like, the people wishing me happy 4th of July. Hey, happy Independence Day. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like I random people, people who wish me happy Father's Day. I'm like, you don't, 
You don't get to wish me a happy Father's Day. A, you don't know. Right. And B, I think that's weird. So don't. Yeah. Uh, to me, yeah. although I nothing Mother's I Day and Father's Day. I will never stop wishing you Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. I will never stop. I remember working at a job and there was someone who's like, you didn't wish me a happy Mother's Day. I'm like, okay, sorry. They, they I didn't think. you for that? I was like, I didn't realize that was my job to do that. I feel like that's such a personal thing to wish somebody. Like, Yeah, And not only that, so many people don't. You don't know if they're a mother or a father or, you know, what's kind of weird yeah. is if someone's trying to have kids and they can't and then you wish them a happy Mother's Day or Father's Day. That's uh, also something I'm kind of sensitive to as well. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just not going to bother with that. But back to Fourth yeah. of July. Well, you know, the people that piss me off are the people who wish me happy Father's Day because I have Abby. Oof. I want to. Fucking well, happy people. Father's Day! It's okay. like, oh, you got a, you got a, a pup, baby pup, you know? Uh, oh, you're a doggy daddy. I'm like, I'm not. I'm a dog owner. You're like my mom. You know, you. My my wife is into pup play, but I mean, right. you know. <laughs> what we do, all right? When we go to the furry conventions, that's none of your business. That it's not sexual. Our business. It's not sexual. It's just no. about her wanting to be a dog. You know, this is community based. It's and I have community. to train her how to be a good dog. Right. We put a butt plug in. That's a tail and everything. It's great. Sure. You know, are our carpets a mess? Absolutely. But it's worth it. <laughs> Jared says, I had a coworker who complained. Nobody wished her happy wedding anniversary. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, I... A, don't know. B, if I did know, I probably forgot. C, don't care. That's yours, right. man. You know, enjoy that. Take the day off. Don't make me even have to wish it to you. Her husband did, but apparently she expected everyone to know. Fuck yourself. That's oh, gross. I don't like that. Fuck yourself. Like I don't. No. That's just not who I am. I don't. I don't want to. I don't garner that kind of attention, and I don't want it. Yeah. Says a guy who's on a podcast and broadcasting on Twitch. <laughs> I don't want that attention. <laughs> I want some attention, but I don't care about that. I don't need someone like. Right. Every year on my birthday, anyone who wishes me happy birthday is is it's just it's bonus to me because I don't expect anyone to give a shit. I sure. don't. I don't do a whole lot for my birthday. I keep it pretty low key, and I'm always just pleasantly surprised. Who's just like, hey Doug, happy birthday? I'm like, that's cool, man. I don't expect you to know, and if right. you do, great. Like it, it means a lot to me, and I leave it at that. Like I don't make a, it's my birthday month. <laughs> you know, I don't do anything like that. And before uh, I, yeah, before I got off Facebook, I would obsess over. I'm just like, oh, I got, I got less happy birthdays than i did last year people mad Burr. at me and then i would i realized how much that had seeped into my fucking brain and i was like this isn't healthy get off this shit and now i'm Ugh. the same way i'm like i have it with my family and if anyone else remembers that's great thank you i appreciate that i really do but i don't expect anyone to remember it's my day yeah and you i'll know? say no it's no one else's day i'll say this much to too like to everyone that's out there to you justin to everyone except my wife and my daughter, I'm going to forget your birthday. And it's nothing personal. It's just I, going to happen. Like I have yours in my phone, by the way. I think it I have yours in mine. Year. But I, it's in there somewhere. And I will probably find it. But it's just one of those things where I don't have the mental capacity to do that. Some people, yeah. my mom is killer with dates. She'll yeah. be like, you know... Six years ago today, we were down. She knows trips. She knows this. I mean, she's got it locked up there. For me, that's not where my brain space goes. I'm thrilled if I remember somebody's name. Like, yeah. I get pumped about that. Like, I get real excited. I'm like, I can confidently say your name <laughs> and not back out at the last second, you know? Hey, guy. What's up, buddy? <laughs> I know your birthday is somewhere between October and September. You're correct. That's absolutely yep. right. I think yours is in the summer. Accurate. Yes. See? 
There we go. There you go. <laughs> the only Killing thing it. that I fully remember is that we were both born in 83 and yep. your birthday comes before mine. And I know, so I know yours it, comes I, after I mine. It's, so we're good. <laughs> January to July. I know your birthday is somewhere in there and that you turn the age I'm going to be turning before I do. Yeah. Oh, Jared says he was on the podcast for his birthday last year and he didn't even bother <laughs> mentioning it. Well, happy belated well, birthday. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yay, Doug knows stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Doug. Yay, Doug knows stuff. Um, I, yeah, as far as the 4th of July goes, I, look, if people want to celebrate it, that's fine. And I I, I actually like like fireworks shows to go to a fire, like professional sponsored thing where everyone goes and sees it. And then in 15 minutes, you're done enough. Yeah. You know, you don't have it go until midnight, one, two in the morning. Jagoff's, you know, blown up in the 80s in the alley behind the house. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't. Also, I've always had and this is just a personal hang up. I've always had a real hard time with this feeling of like deep rooted patriotism. Yeah. It, to me, that feels gross. And I again, if someone else identifies with that, I'm not going to knock them for it. But I very much don't need I don't need that. That's not how I identify. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm definitely in the same boat there. Like I find a lot of stuff nowadays. If I see someone like I saw we saw a guy driving home who had a flag like attached to his car as he's driving down the interstate. I was like, I don't I don't think you need <laughs> to do that. Like I just don't. Right. You know, some people put out flags and stuff like that. I'm like, that's fine. I kind of look at a lot of that as just sort of like decorating your house for Christmas, right? It's the holiday. Sure. And, but there's some people that are really like, I love this country. I'm like, listen, I love living here too. But, but if anything, if I see the flag nowadays, like prominently displayed on like a billboard or like someone's bumper sticker on their car, like I get the heebie-jeebies. I get like <laughs> I, someone I yeah. don't want to know. Right. Like in general. And if anything, really, let's talk about like just bumper stickers in general. Like the people that proudly proclaim away with them, yeah. Like what they want. I go, thank you for doing that because I'll know I never want to talk to you. Like if right. if you pull up next to me and start talking to me, or if I see you get into a car that's littered with things that's like you know, uh, choose life. Your mom did. I'm like, cool, we're done. Which by the way is a real sign for a church we drove by on the way to the cabin. Mm. It was like, choose life. Your mother did. I was like, that almost sounds like a your mom joke, and I loved it. I laughed really hard when I saw it. I was trying to be very genuine, but I was like, hey, your mom did, you know? Uh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tim says there are uh, a lot of immigrants that are happy to be here. That's absolutely true. And again, like, I support that. Like, if people want to have that sense of, of patriotism and pride for country, for, for this country, I'm all for that. Like, you have that for yourself. My baggage is that we've done so much fucked up shit in this country to so many people and to so many marginalized groups. I find it real hard to be like, yeah, we're awesome. And for the record, like most of the people that are presenting the flag are not immigrants. They're white dudes with goatees. I'd say Bingo. that's typically who they are and who I've seen. Yeah. And those are the people where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm cool. I don't need to. I don't right. need to. I don't need to hang out with I you. As far as immigrants being excited to to be here and to celebrate being here like that, a hundred and ten fucking percent on mm -hmm. that. It's just I think that's what it is. It's the it's the it's the people who say who pronounce America America. It's those people. And we all know who we're talking about. Jared says, those are the people I have a hard time. Jared with. says bumper stickers are for crickers. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Nice. Deep also, cut. 
that's another way to identify the people we're talking about. For sure. Without a doubt. Yep. Without a yeah. doubt. Uh, going back to 4th of July, though, if you didn't have a dog, would you like it more, less, or the same? I would probably be uh, marginally more okay with the goings on. Okay. Um, but again, when you, and I don't know what it was. Well, you guys weren't in your, did you, have you spent, since you've been in your house, have you spent any 4th of July at your house or do you guys? This was actually the first year we were here for actual 4th of July in the three years, three and a half years that we've been in our house, which was funny because we were like, where do we go for fireworks? Cause like we literally didn't know. And it was a 10 minute walk from our house, which was awesome. That's Um, fantastic. And it was awful lot of fireworks going off in our neighborhood. But the thing I is, say, I also grew up in Missouri where that yeah. was no big deal. So I don't yeah. think that affects me as much because there was always people setting off fireworks. Yeah. Someone at work today was asking me, they're like, oh, it, it felt <laughs> like a war zone. I was like, I think I'm used to it because I've always been around it. And yeah, yeah it was it's it's not uh, people were just, you know, the, the side of my street was smoky from people setting stuff off in the street. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, that sounds about right, you know. <laughs> I think I think more so what it is is I'm where I currently am and you you and I have had extensive conversations about this where I currently live it is we've got you know people drag racing their their mm. kit cars with exhaust systems you've got motorcycles for some reason ATVs and dirt bikes uh you've got you know all sorts of of just nonstop aggressive noise until the wee hours of the morning during the summer. So yeah. I think that has exhausted me to the point where I'm just like, Hey, take your fireworks, shove them up your ass, then light them. Yeah. Because I think if I, if I got some separation from the current area where I'm at and I didn't have that basically nonstop during the summer, I might be more okay with it. I no, think that's that a really might good be point. where my nerves are basically shot at this point. That's very fair because I just, you know, I remember being down in the city um, yeah. and just, this the overall just so many people doing so many stupid things and really that's what it boils down to is i am the same way i love a professional fireworks show yeah it's great um when we went and watched it tingles when i see a really cool natalie loved it we went and saw it and and she was like whoa this is so cool the finale was amazing all that sort of stuff and then there's just the guy that's like you know those ones going off in their backyard it's just like listen um, I don't know you and I don't trust you because you're a human <laughs> and I don't trust yeah. you with explosives. Right. So, um, you know, yeah. it's, it's, uh, those are the things where I'm like, yeah. Um, Hey, to each their own. I'm sure it's cool to set off fireworks. I've never really done it. Uh, we used d- to do it when I was younger, Yeah. but we had family that was out in a more rural area and it wasn't in a densely populated and we stopped just after the sun went down. Like yeah. we would set off some of the more like poppy ones. And then the ones that had color to them, we would set those up just after dusk. And then we were done yeah. because we were fucking decent human beings. Yeah. Enjoy um, them and then be done with them. I think this year seems less chaotic to me because people have been out more. Whereas last year, 4th of July stuff was canceled. And I think people had a lot yeah. of pent up stuff. So throughout the year, I just remember hearing fireworks. I think people were bored yeah. and and that's the thing that I think kind of sucks about from June until like August is 
there's just this smattering of fireworks that are just randomly going off, which kind of <laughs> sucks. It's like, yeah. you know, a Halloween's over and then Christmas stuff goes from November 1st through, you know, mid-January. It's kind of the same thing with this. It's like, listen, yeah. especially if it's like 10 o'clock at night on not 4th of July, it's like, go fuck yourself. Don't fire this stuff off. I remember getting right. turning into old man Doug last year or maybe, yeah, it was last year. During the fall, someone just set off a whole shitload of fireworks in the detention pond at 10 o'clock at night on a Tuesday. And I ran right. out there in my flip-flops to see if I could catch the little fuckers that did it. And I was so <laughs> mad because Natalie's trying to sleep and it's just like, God damn it, man. What are you fucking doing? I know you're bored, but come on. It's just kids, right. kids being kids, which, you know, I hid behind a tree to see if I could spot them, see if they'd return to the scene of the crime. And I was like... <laughs> I dare you to come back. I was like, what am I going to do if I find him? Am I going to punch him? Like, what's going right. to happen there? This is so, so dumb. Going to take my flip flop and throw it at him. It's a very yeah. get off my lawn moment, Slotty. You're yeah. absolutely right. It was, I was just so livid because <laughs> they'd been setting them off and they were big, loud, blasty fireworks. And then they just set mm -hmm. a whole box of them off. It was just, yeah. I was like running down the street. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, again, didn't know what I was going to do if I found him. And I saw right. I saw bike tracks, so they had set them off and then biked away. And I was like, "You fucking cocksuckers!" I you like know? how like reactionary it was because you're just like, I just, your instinct was to be like, "I'm gonna need to go towards that and, and get them." And then the practical Doug side came in, and you're like, "Okay, great." But it's like it's like when a dog chases a car. Dog's like, "Great, I want to chase this fucking thing." And then it's like, "Cool." So what now do you what? do when you get it? Yeah. yeah. Well, now what are you going to do? Was I in my I underwear and dressing gown? No, I was in my shorts and t-shirt and I put on my shitty flip-flops and ran down the street. I talked to Drew and uh, he, I was surprised because he was like, yeah, they, we don't have a lot of people setting off fireworks. And it makes sense because no one wants to burn California down. That's a very so good he's point. He's like, yeah, a lot of people are just like, cool. We did the professional ones and we're all just going to like chill. Yeah. But we don't start a statewide fire. Yeah, the drought out there is a real thing. So I think people yeah. are a little more conscious of that. Um, yeah, that makes sense. That I very get much that. makes sense. Yeah, I get. I totally get what you're saying. Like, everything about... It's kind of like the same thing with Christmas and me. Like, on the surface, what Christmas is, I don't like it. Right? Yeah. It's the presents. It's the forced getting together. It's blah, blah, blah. But um, the things I do like about Christmas are those great moments, the great tradition being in a house having good food you know I'm, I'm thinking of the smells and things that go along with it i those are the things i really like and same thing with fourth of july like i'm out there to wave a flag or shoot out fireworks but i love the vibe of it's hot it's summertime yeah. I, as a kid just summertime was always so special because you weren't yeah. in school it was your free time fourth of july was big you know as as a working adult it's like we're gonna get a couple days off here and in in a nice warm time in summer we're going to go someplace. We're going to grill. We're going to barbecue. Hopefully there's some water involved, some water sports, and we're just going to hang out and it's just going to be a chill time. It's going to be so much fun. And like, those are like the things I, I put around it and just, and watching fireworks is I've always enjoyed it. So as long as yeah. people aren't being idiots, I'm like, this is cool. You know, being on a lake and watching all around the lake as people are firing off fireworks is kind of cool, you know? Being at a cabin, I mean, Jesus, there's nothing more 4th of July than that, right? Being on a cabin on a lake, you know, Absolutely. eating pulled pork, watermelon and grapes, you know, and yes. having snickerdoodles and just all sorts of shit, you know, it's it's the fucking best, man. It's the best. It's so much fun. So, 
Oh, I couldn't get it up quick enough. Wait, <laughs> I take that back. No, tell me more. I take that back. This podcast brought to you by Blue Chew. Get it up quicker. <laughs> Go ahead and tell me a little bit more about how exciting it was to uh, to be on that lake and 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 just uh, how cool, it, how Fourth of July it was. Tell it was, me just a little bit more. It was fine. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny because they brought up the because we were staying at. My sister-in-law's husband's brother's cabin, and they're talking about how how he okay. should get a boat. And I was like, and Jill goes, Doug, what do you think? I go, shouldn't do it. It's a depreciating asset. And I just sat down. It's like, that was it. So he he unknowingly asked practical Doug something. He did. He sure did. Yeah. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it, man. <laughs> don't do it sits down don't do it quiet yeah no one talked to the rest of the time jill was like here's this alley-oop doug practical doug dunk i was like don't do it it's an appreciating asset sat down game over <laughs> game over game over yeah i'm sorry i said snickerdoodle i meant scotcheroo big difference sorry my bad thank you slotty yeah don't fuck that up again yeah scotcheroos are totally different God really good it, doug. i love scotcheroos love me a good scotcheroo personally yeah, so good one of my favorite things well, Jared, I'm glad you bring that up because we what? were absolutely heading in this direction, my friend. So, Guys, I don't know if you know this, but we have a new segment on Mind Gap. And for those of you who like Doug theme songs, you're going to love this. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Ask. Practical. Doug. Holy shit! That was amazing! Oh my god! Whew. I was hoping that's what the surprise was, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy! Oh my god. So guys, ask practical Doug. You know, there's a small person who lives inside Doug. It's a smaller Doug called Practical Doug. And Doug, Practical Doug is very practical. And uh, years ago, Practical Doug took to Twitter and answer the internet's questions. And now Practical Doug is back to answer your questions. So if you have a question, you can submit it via any of our social medias. You can email us at mindgappodcast.gmail.com. You can jump on Discord and ask us here, or sorry, Twitch and ask us here. You can ask us on Discord. Get the question to us, and Doug, Practical Doug, will answer, and you will get a really cool theme song. This is just version one. There Ooh. will be multiple versions. I threw this together very quickly. This so is not so as exciting. Good as it could be. But this week's practical Doug question comes from Jared. Jared asks, Doug, what are the benefits of marriage? I don't mean the romantic bits, the part that that part I understand. I'm talking about the financial and legal benefits of signing a marriage certificate. I'm yet to discover any that aren't just available to de facto couples. This is a great question. Jared, and let me break it down for you. Here's a couple of key takeaways that you can get from marriage. Number one, couples with unequal incomes generally get a marriage bonus. And now this is probably more focused in the U.S. than Australia, but here you go. New tax brackets may mean that couples filing jointly are in a lower bracket. Now, keep in mind, this usually involves if one, one of the people makes more, significantly more than the other person. Because if you're filing jointly in that, it will bring you down to a lower tax bracket. So there you go. 
if your partner has unused tax deductions, taxpayers who qualify may be able to take advantage of those deductions. First of all, guys, no one said Practical Doug was sexy. All right? Nope. We're getting down to the practicalities here. Sorry. We can make them sexier. We can. All right. So if one spouse has no income, IRA contributions for the other spouse's income can double. I'm going to say that again. IRA contributions for the other spouse's income can double as the working partner can fund an account for each. Think about that. IRA, baby. Roth IRA contributions. That's huge. <laughs> Sorry, 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 said this podcast sponsored by HR Block and Noah says HR Cock. All right, here we go. Moving on. Here's a big one, too. Health insurance can be one of the best financial benefits. A couple whose employers both offer health insurance can choose the plan that's the best or cheapest for them. So think about that. Very important, right? Yes. Married couples tend to get discounts on long-term care insurance, auto insurance, and homeowners insurance. And also, lastly, married couples often qualify for better credit and better terms on loans. So, you can put all that romantic shit aside and be like, baby, I want a better credit score. Let's get married. Also, if you get married, you can become a U.S. citizen. Or at least you can go that route if you want to do that. So, practical reasons, right? There you go. Once knew a gay man who was from Peru who married a woman for the specific amount of time, got divorced, and then uh, basically was able to apply for a green card. So there are very practical reasons to getting married. There you go. You guys can find out more practical things if you ask Practical Doug. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 Practical, 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 ask practical, Doug. Woo, that sounded like a limerick setup. I once knew a gay man from Peru. <laughs> yeah, it did. Not going to lie. <laughs> well, I am so thrilled you all got to be a part of this very first Ask Practical Doug. Uh, this is something that was always a joke, but also a very real side of me that lives there. I've even told people in my new job, I go, just so you know, there's a side of me called Practical Doug. You will see him come out from time to time. He's very logical, very practical. Um, you got to appeal to his logical side, and he's going to give you the facts. So, you know, there we go. So Zinni asks, is Practical Doug larger than Doug Hate Stuff? Because I said that Practical Doug was a smaller Doug that lives inside. So size-wise, like in a throwdown, who would win? Oh, that's easy. That's uh, that's Doug hate stuff. Like oh, is it? Okay. Doug's hatred would with is the Incredible Hulk to right. uh, Doug's practical Doug's Bruce Banner. So I mean, <laughs> without a doubt, that's such a great way. That's such a great analogy for those two things. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, absolutely. Which one takes up more space, more real estate in my head? That's a debatable question. It's hard right. to say because practical mm -hmm. Doug always pops up and it's like, well, actually, hmm, yeah, you know. Doug hate stuff is just loud. He comes out. It's like, Rah! I have opinions. I don't like this. You know, onions are stupid. I don't care if they have layers. They smell bad. They taste terrible. You know, like he comes out right. in that way. You know, fucking prequels to Star Wars. Why bother? Rah! You know, he's got he's got things to say. But uh, yeah, it's they're both very interesting. So there you go. Yeah, very good go. stuff. So a little insight into Doug's uh, into Doug's underbelly. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. Mm. Yeah. My underbelly. 
I'm curious to see what other Ash Practical Dugs we get. Now that we've officially launched this, we've had our first one. I'm very excited to see uh, what other questions we get. Exactly. And what other advice Practical Doug doles out. That was it's funny because that, you know, Jared submitted that several days ago. And I've actually been really thinking about it so much so that Practical Doug's like, you should probably research this. And therefore, I did. And I was I'm like, surprised you didn't just off the top of your head make up whatever you. It's want. funny because what came to my head was like, there's probably a lot of tax stuff. There's probably health insurance stuff. And once you know it, pff, there it was right there in the there research. Is. I was yeah. like, cool. I was like, if <laughs> if you're on your deathbed at the hospital, most of the time, I think you have to be directly related or family. And you know, yeah. that's kind of the reason why you know, the gay people were like, we should get married because they won't let us see our partners in the in the hospital. So there's like another practical thing. So, yeah. It sucks to talk about because it's like, yeah, but I love them. It's like, yeah, that's cool. But what's your IRA situation looking like? You know, like how much money are you making? Because you can contribute to both of ours. And that's huge because right. what happens, you can't Gotta make them green. No, that IRAs, y'all Roth IRAs, you get taxed when you put into it. So when you take it out, there are no more taxes, which is why there's a limitation on how much you can contribute in a year as an individual or as a married couple. It's important, not sexy, but important. You know, years ago, uh, a bunch of guys got together at work and they're like, hey man, we're going to play shuffleboard after work. You want to come with us? I'm like, oh, sorry, I got to go talk to my financial advisor. And they just stared at me. I'm like, what are you trying to do? Buy a boat? I go, first of all, no, never, 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 never. I hate it. But also, I kind of want to retire like at some yeah. point and I want to be prepared for that. And I understand <laughs> the time valuation of money and how you start early. That interest builds over time. Start yeah, man, but winning. Can you, put a price, can you put a price on the memories they built from playing shuffleboard together? I also played shuffleboard with them at other times. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but what happened that time? Didn't you have FOMO? No. In fact, I don't know if they realized at that point, but I was pretty good at shuffleboard. Most of the time, I don't think they wanted to play because they would also oh, get more drunk. And I would, yeah, I was kind of a ringer. They were like, God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a thing. I'm a ringer, y'all. Right. That's fair. Doug's a ringer at Shuffleboard. You heard it right fucking here. I mean, I don't know if I am anymore, but I used to play it every day at lunch, so. Like, booyah, kasha. Like stand up full on nope, Shuffleboard? just like the stuff you see at the bars. You know? Oh, yeah, like yeah, the stand tabletop. Up one. Yeah, I yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah. Doug, hey, Shuffleboard, Jared? ringer, Cochran. That's right. Yeah. Jared, <laughs> you get one question a week, okay? <laughs> he wants Practical Doug to now tell him about Shuffleboard. Once invented in uh, 1863. Um, no! No! <laughs> That's going to be a new rejection of something. No. <laughs> no. Maybe that's got to be a sound clip we pull. <laughs> yes, Jared. A shuffleboard is two. There's the one that you do standing up on a cruise, right? And you push it. But then there's also a tabletop version with little, uh, little, little guys, little discs. Yeah. And it's on a sanded, smooth, like sort of, um, I don't know what you'd call it. Some sort of well, board. It's sanded. It's covered in fine granulated sand that's what it is yes and then yeah. you use that and you slide it and yeah it's fun it's super fun yeah not the old people um, came with sticks no <laughs> i mean that is the original version of shuffleboard yes but it's been since modified so you can play it whilst drinking in a bar or yeah. pub depending on where you're from yeah and it has sand yes jared things are crazy here in the united states absolutely crazy yeah speaking Come of crazy back. and yeah. people that have sand up their butts uh-huh. Let's talk about Steven Dorf. 
Oh, Steven Dorff hates stuff. Yeah, he does. Specifically, the newest Marvel film. Yeah, um, I actually I want to just start by saying I'm kind of I'm kind of sad that we're going to be talking about this because this is the least newsworthy thing out yeah. there. Like yeah. I don't if you don't know who Steven Dorff is exactly, um, you know, just to be kind of shitty about it. He's an actor. You may have known him from the very first Blade movie where he played the villain uh, and he's been in some other stuff. But it's just the, the thing I hate. I don't like about these stories is that. It's like when Scorsese was like, I don't like Marvel films. And it became a news like thing. Everyone had the idea, had to have thoughts on Scorsese's thoughts, right? Right. About right. why does Scorsese like the Marvel films? And does that make him a piece of shit? It's like, no, it doesn't. And what I love most was John Favreau being like, this is Martin Scorsese. I wouldn't be here without him. He can think whatever he wants. Like that's, right. that's a thing. That's a perspective. And I just think it's funny because at least with Scorsese, I mean, that is, I mean, whatever. St Steven Dorff is an actor. I've never been an actor, but Scorsese is a, uh, in the entertainment business, he's, he's a man of note, <laughs> a man of prestige. And him saying that, it's like, okay, all right, people stop and take note. But Steven Dorff, <laughs> who's like, ah, I'm embarrassed for uh, Scarlett Johansson to be a Black Widow. It's like, why is this news? Like, I don't, I don't get I don't get why. Uh, oh, he was in True Detective. Didn't even know. <laughs> well, now correct me if what season. It's also a good question. It's it's got to be probably a more recent one. I would um, assume season three, but I don't know. Um, apparently, uh, he told. 2019, so it has to be season three. He's like, I I'm I still hunt out the good shit because I don't want to be in Black Widow. It looks like garbage to me. It looks like a bad video game. I'm embarrassed for those people. I'm embarrassed for Scarlet. I'm sure she got paid five, seven million bucks, but I'm I'm embarrassed for her. I don't want to be in those movies. I really don't. I'll find that kid director that's going to be the next Stanley Kubrick and I'll act for him instead. Okay. Well, cool. to that end, Stephen Dorff, I'd love to know how... Uh, Albion, the Enchanted Stallion, went for you. Your 2016 film, you know, or or how about Sex Guaranteed? Kevin has sworn off sex to win back his former fiance when he meets a beautiful escort named Zade or Zadie. Over the course of a legendary party, Zade must uh, just might prove provide the spark that his heartbroken idealist needs to turn his life around. That sounds like. Hot new director right there. How about Jackals? Steven Dorf set in the 1980s and a strange family hires, hires a culty programmer to take back their teenage son from a murderous cult, but find themselves under siege when the cultists surround their cabin demanding their boy back. Good stuff. Jackals. Back yeah. to the enchanted stallion. A no, I'm not going to keep doing this, but <laughs> Steven Dorf, I would say, you know, how's that going for you? Yeah. And, and I, Listen, maybe great. Maybe these movies are fantastic. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I feel like just again, I, I don't hear the I didn't hear him say this, so I don't know what his tone is, you know, as far as the right. context for this. But when I hear I'm sure she got paid five, seven million bucks, but I'm embarrassed for her. I'm like, are you just jealous? She got five to seven million dollars. I mean, right. I mean, your claim, your Marvel claim to fame was Blade. Yeah. You good with that? Which, by the way, was, you know, definitely a, a movie that most people love. You know, it, it's yeah, hard to watch like, now because it's say, very compared, dated. Right, exactly. But it's pretty cool at the time. 
Um, but I mean, spawn. but yeah, better than spawn. But I look at, you know, when I see stuff like this, I'm like, that's cool. I mean, this guy has an opinion. That's, yeah. that's whatever. I'm just like, who cares? Like, I don't, yeah, I think that that's the bottom line is, is, is he has this opinion. That's great, but he is nowhere near the level of Scorsese. So why is this getting so much attention? I don't know. I think people really, really, really want to shit on Marvel. And, you know, you've seen some, excuse me, some stuff flare up. Like, Feige's not happy that Black Widow's not just being released in theaters. Or, you know, you and I had talked about, um, you know, how Edgar Wright, you know, really didn't have a big beef when he left Ant-Man. Right. Like, it was, it's like people, I think, are looking for some weakness, you know, because Marvel is, do has been doing well for over a decade. You know, and I think people really, really, really want to see. It's our weird society, right? We want to build people yeah. up, celebrate them, and then we want to see them fall. We want to bring them down. And that mm -hmm. day will come for Marvel, without a doubt. hundred percent. It I will mean, come. They've had some stumbles. They've never had a full fail. They've never they've had, had some stumbles. They haven't had a stinker, you know? Right. Um, you know, and their shows are just consistently <laughs> hitting. WandaVision, uh, Falcon Warrior Soldier, Loki, like... These things are just, they're killing right now. You know, you've got a big slate of movies coming down the pipe. You know, you got Black Widow coming out. We've got Shang-Chi coming out. I mean, it's just like, there's some big shit coming. And, yeah. you know, I think people just kind of want to see some stuff, you know, fall apart, you know, and it, whatever. That's fine. I've, I've heard stuff about the comic book movie bubble for years now, you know, and to some extent I get it, right? I'm less inclined to take a risk on an unknown property that involves superheroes than one that I do know about. Like, I actually was surprised that I actually gave Jupiter's Legacy a shot. I was like, eh, I think I know what this is, but I'm like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Really enjoyed right. it. I thought it was good. It's canceled, but, you know, whatever. We're going to move on from there. But, yeah, it, it, when I see something with superheroes now, I'm like, it, it has to be pretty, for me, has to be really well entrenched in something for me to even give it a consideration because I am a little fatigued by it. I am a little, like... All right, how many new spins can we do on this? You know, because there are people that are cashing in on the environment. But on the same side of that, it's hard to do what Marvel did. It's hard mm -hmm. to replicate what they did. They were the ones they were to lay the foundation for what ultimately they were able to create. And they're living off of that. The, the right. fruit of the, of the orchard they planted. Um, and a lot of these other properties have a hard time doing that because they have to establish it. So they have to find a creative way creative way to go about it you know i've been working on my accents how do you I just like i want to hear you do that the rest of the episode okay here we go no that's what all accent i'm gonna say that? oh that's uh that that's uh, my mexican oh yeah very accurate. spanish but with a hint of uh you know mexico city okay yeah. so go oh, you're going very regional with mm -hmm. it. very specific right. very specific dialect you know yeah absolutely i could hear that I'm glad. <laughs> That's it. I could hear I that. Hard stop. <laughs> oh man, I, I yeah, wish I, I wish I understood how to be able to do that. Just like that, just slip into an accent. I'm like, I've got a couple of southern ones. That's it. That's all I have at my disposal. That's all I got. I uh, I definitely I definitely do feel the superhero fatigue a little bit myself, just based off the fact that after after um, Infinity War, no Endgame. Sorry, after Endgame, it did feel like it almost felt like that was our generation's story coming to a close. And then whatever happened next was 
truly meant for the next generation of movies, like the next 10 years of moviegoers. We can watch it, but it's not necessarily aimed at us. It, it felt like there really was a nice period put at the end of that, the, of the franchise for at least for the people who came up with it. Yeah. I don't know if you felt the same thing. I'm excited for phase four. I don't know if I'll get as invested as I was for this first, I guess this first chunk of the larger decades long phase. I don't even know what we're calling it. Is this phase four or phase five? It's phase four. Okay. So I guess phase one, two, and three, I keep referring to phase four. I guess we're not in that yet. Right? No. Well, okay. I think technically we are now. I think it's post end game is phase four, but in game, wrapped up phase three that was not phase four itself yes that's correct okay so that was the period for me yeah well i'm trying to say yeah disney plus is phase four yeah i think everything that started yeah yeah, post end game is is that i felt the same way it's just that um that felt like such a good ending to their story so for me i'm like cool man what happened from 2008 until (laughs) 2000 whatever 18 or whatever i'm like that was chef's kiss it was phenomenal and everything that comes after that as far as i'm concerned is bonus it's bonus stuff and because i felt like there was this very cathartic release and then there was no more releases for a year i think disney and marvel were smart to be like we need to take a break right clear the air and end up being more than a year because of the pandemic but um we were able to take a break because we have to reset now to sort of slowly build ourselves back into these things. We're introducing what's going on in WandaVision. We saw what's happening with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, we've got Loki, although I don't know how much, you know, I'll be curious to see how much Loki applies to the overall. It seems like it's a very self-contained mm-hmm. um, place, but we'll see in the next two episodes. Well, depending on what some of the uh, fan theories, yeah. some of the fan theories that are out there still have not been debunked. So. Sure. If some of them are true, then that's really going to lead a nice to Multiverse of Madness and Ant Man Three. I yeah. think there's there's a lot of nice tie-ins that they could that they could really Loki could be like the giant springboard back into the film true. franchise. And you've got if Hawkeye. Right. You've got you know I'm curious with I Black keep Widow. Thinking about Hawkeye because yeah, I think that's in the fall. I think that's when that one. Yeah, is coming that, out. November. I think. I think yeah. so. Yeah, and Black Widow is going to be curious to me too because that takes place in the past. You know, like right. So it'll be really interesting to see like what, you know, what, what happens, you know, with that. Um, so, but how long do you think they wait to reboot to bring back cap and uh, Iron Man? And well, that's what I was going to say. I go, what'll suck about this is when they reboot the whole thing. Like that's what will suck. I take it back. I apologize because technically they did bring back cap with Falcon and winter soldier. They made Sam, Captain, yeah, but Captain you're talking Falcon about like the original like Captain America. Yeah, but I I think they'll have to let Sam have his run as Cap before they reboot. So it's going to be probably another, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's a relatively young guy. He could probably carry that for at least two or three more movies. Yeah. So we're talking another six years, maybe yeah. six, seven years. Yeah, I think that's what the part we're all probably check out is when they're like, and now we're starting over at phase right. one. I'm like, ah, I don't I don't really want to do that. I really don't want to do that. And I get yeah. it, man. That is a big just mountain of potential money to be made off right. of this off of these rights. And I'm just like, I, I but I don't want to go through that again. Like, I don't I don't need well, to but- see what, you know. Because what's been great about this is as wild as it's been, 
as wild as it's been, it's been relatively grounded for the most part. Relatively yeah, grounded. Absolutely. Like it's as been much as you can with a giant purple space monster. As batshit as the comics get. This is yeah. pretty fucking like realistic for what we've seen. Like it's it's yeah. logically played out. We've gotten piecemeal like, all right, there's this guy puts on some armor and he fights shit and you know, and here's this, you know, big guy turns green when he's angry, and oh, there's also right. this guy who's Norse, you know, a little bit of magic. And slowly we were like, and then there's space stuff, and then there's actual magic, and then there's Ant-Man, and then there it's like we slowly yeah. opened up the world to where we are. It's like you can't go back to all right. It's 1943, and this kid wants to get in the war. It's we can't do that, right. man. We just can't. And I, and well, I mean, also by the by the time they probably decide to reboot this, we'll solidly be in our 50s or 60s, and we'll be and real. So, Doug will really hate stuff by then. I mean, I, we're gonna have to dust out. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Doug hates stuff. And at that point, it's just gonna be. Yeah. <sighs> I'm retiring. I'm retired. I don't want to watch this shit. What is it? Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll it'll be really bad. Um, but I think going back to Stephen Dorff here, um, this is obviously some publications just trying to get views. Is what this is like. They know that shit talking Marvel is going to pull people out of the woodwork like us. You know, we're talking yeah. about it. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, these are pretty, pretty harsh words, you know, to say, to, to kind of gather people to one side, you know, in all of yeah. this. And it's, 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 I don't know, this, this the kind of stuff I'm, bothers me. The thing I'm just realizing now is that we probably need to go a little, a little easier on Steven Dorf because it probably was never, my guess is that it was never his intention to publicly like come out super hard against Marvel and Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow and like I don't think my guess is that he probably was asked a question made a comment in an interview and then exactly like you just said the publication saw oh the baby this is it here comes our payday for clicks and they were like we're going to publish this run it as the headline Stephen Dorff calls out Black Widow well he and also is going to lose their mind he also talked pretty heavy shit on the Oscars he said this year's Oscars were the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen my business is becoming a big game show. You have actors that don't have a clue what they're doing. You have filmmakers that don't have a clue what they're doing. We're all in these little boxes on these streamers. TV, film, it's all one big clusterfuck of content right now. Which, I think there's some truth in there, but also I'm like, I feel like this guy doesn't want to work anymore. He just sounds angry, mm -hmm. is what he sounds like. I go, yeah, there's a there. The lines are being blurred big time, and some people, I guess, are theater purists. But to me, it's more. I and this is look. This is this can go person to person. This is just. It's all about the content for me. If you're telling me a good story, I really don't care what screen I'm watching it on. Yeah. As long as it's not my phone, I, I'd rather not do that. But I've gotten like, more used I'm to watching, that, though, honestly. Are you? Yeah, because like Natalie be watching something on the TV and I'm like, oh, let's whip out my phone and watch something. That's fine, because right. this is not kid friendly anyway. So put yeah. in the earbuds, <laughs> watch my show. <laughs> one eye on the phone, one eye on what she's doing and you're yeah. good to go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I yeah. But just for me, like I again, I get what he's saying. The 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 idea of things are becoming very noisy and we've kind of lost what Hollywood was, but I think that's an, an inevitable change. And you and I have talked about this before in previous episodes. 
stuff has to change. And the model of Hollywood is not going to be the same. And it's probably not going to go back to the way it was ever. It'll, it may return to some sense of what it was, but I don't think it's ever going to return to what we once knew it as. I think the, I think the, the fabric of the entertainment industry has shifted. I think, and I think this yeah. is an example of someone who's angry about that. Yeah. I mean, and I get, like I said, I could understand some of that anger, right? Like if, yeah. There's so much content that's out there. There could be some truth in this where it's like, listen, man, these actors don't know what they're doing. And these filmmakers don't know what they're doing. They're just being told to make shit. And you're coming up there and you make, you know, whatever crazy film that he's been in. Right. And he's just like, it probably feels disingenuous. It probably feels like whatever magic and creativity is there is yeah. just absolutely been voided. And it's like, make this stuff. Um, so I, I bet there's this really gross, greasy part of that that probably feels pretty awful. And I, I'm sure yeah. he truly is hunting for a good project to feed him, you know, and right. it's it's hard because you see a lot of actors that are out there. They they're successful and but maybe they feel the same way. Right. And maybe they feel like, yeah, I can't say this shit because then I won't get any more jobs like I don't. <laughs> If if I am in the business, I hear Steven Dorff saying that. I'm like, well, let's not call him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those things where he might be frustrated. He's like, man, fuck this. I'm over it. Yeah. Like, I'm totally over this shit. It's like, I guess I want to know, like, I would love to hear more specifics of what he meant by the Oscars were the worst they've ever or a joke this year. Like, mm -hmm. what specifically what is he upset about in that? Because. I again, I think some of the storytelling, yes, you're going to have stinkers whenever you have a streaming service and they're all or whenever you have thousands or hundreds of streaming services, and they're all competing for subscribers. You're going to have some shit content because they've got to throw a bunch of stuff out there and see what rises to the top. But the stuff that does rise up, I feel like definitely cuts through the rest of the noise. You hear about the marvelous Mrs. Maisel's. And you hear about the Lord of the Rings series. The Ted Lassos. The Ted Lassos and all that. So like, you hear about the good stuff. It does cut through. So what, I guess, what did he see that he was pissed off about? Was he upset that Minari won? I mean, is it also just a matter of he sees that the business for what it is and what it's always been, which is kind of a popularity contest. It's a gross yeah. sort of like who can we use to increase our box office numbers that'll pull in like i mean that's well i it's pop it, i i i'm a defendant on that because i'm like that's part of the business it though. is it's it a is business decision i agree with you it definitely that's is where, that's where you have to make your if you're going to be in the industry you've got to make your peace with the combination of art and business or yeah. art, art and commerce it's you, in, if you want to make, let me rephrase that. If you want to make a career in this business, you have to reconcile the, the, where art and commerce meet or where art and business meet. There's no way to have a, a career, a, a thriving career without doing that. No, I agree. I totally agree. You've got to play the game a little bit. And and I mean, that that's that's anything, right? And if you yeah. get on, God forbid you get on LinkedIn, God help you if you're a guys are ever on LinkedIn, you're just like... <laughs> Man, my job is just a bunch of fucking assholes who are just trying to do this. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for my boss. Like, I'm sure he's making, I don't know, 100, 200K thousand a year, but I'm embarrassed for him. I mean, he looks right. like yada, yada, yada. And you're just posting that. Do you think anyone's going to be like, wow, Doug seems like a real cool, level-headed guy. I'd love to have him work <laughs> exactly. at our organization. You know, like, yeah. just so bizarre. Yeah. 
Which, by yeah, the way, LinkedIn I, is fucking weird, man. I just, I really don't like that site. I am realizing that I don't necessarily jive with people who identify as like hardcore business professionals. Whatever their business is, it is just, it is a mentality. Like, I am a small business owner, but I feel like these people who are the business professionals of LinkedIn are just on another level and i don't quite understand where they're coming from it's a plane of existence that is terrifying to me it is that this is a great way of phrasing it man it is weird like just uh, there's this sheen on it this gross well i'll say this much linkedin helped me get a new job so thank you linkedin that part of it <laughs> big fan of you know their job stuff pretty great yeah um but uh, as far as interacting on there, really gross, man. Super right. duper gross. Like it is Jack Nasty. And it is just got this weird vibe Jack Nasty. of people that it's, 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 it reminds me of, do you remember when we were at a, at a assignment desk and we went to that conference at, uh, at Soldier Field? At Soldier Field and oh, buddy. Oh, my God. It was so weird because then they were like, hey, let's take a break and just talk to the people that are next to you. Basically, network. I remember I, got, I was talking with this really awkward dude who had like a, a paintball range. And he's like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, you know, I work for this video production company where basically we, you know, hook you up with video crews. I was like, what do you do? He's like, I own a paintball range. We just stared at each other. We both realized like there is absolutely nothing gained by the two of us knowing each other by us communicating we had nothing in common there's no way we could further our interests we still awkwardly gave each other like business cards but we both knew they're like this is pointless like and listen that's life right you're gonna meet people that yeah. you don't have interest you don't have anything aligned and that's okay but that in that moment it was just such a it was so magnified because yeah. it was like Oh, we're supposed to be here to, to business things up here. And this is absolutely not working like this right. is. And I feel like that's what link, LinkedIn is on a macro level. Just a whole bunch of people. They're like business, business. Let's do business. I'm in business. You're in business. It's time to business. Are we businessing? I'm networking. Hey. And what's really wild is someone's like, hey, what's up, LinkedIn family? I'm out of a job. Who can hook me up? Well, I'm, I'm reaching out to my network. It's just like they say all these gross like it seems Buzzy like word. a bunch of self-help books that people have read and they're like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm leaning into my nature and I'm trying to reach out for help or I'm just trying to, it's just, it feels like a really gross place to be. And yeah. I get a lot of annoying notifications from there all the time too. And yeah. I'm part of me is like, I want to shut it down, but also there's some folks in there that I'm like, I truly do want to know if like someone does have a new job that I like. I was, I truly want to congratulate them, but most of them are such bullshit notifications. And I'm like, should I just delete LinkedIn off my phone? Should I just yeah. do that? And just let sleeping dogs lie just because also it's owned by Facebook. So that also makes me feel gross. So, Wait, you know, LinkedIn is owned by Facebook. I'm pretty sure it is. Let me double check on that. I know Instagram is. is I didn't know if LinkedIn is, in that's going to be a bummer. Owned by Facebook. Since December 26, it has been wholly owned subsidiary of Microsoft. Uh, oh, Microsoft. Okay. Not uh, uh, Facebook. I always thought it was Facebook for some reason. You're and wrong. Tint just us up on the chat there. You're wrong. Thank you, Tint. Um, I uh, I definitely 
the the things that bum me out are when you get these connections or these requests from people mm-hmm. to to link or I don't know what the fuck you call it, but yeah, to connect you you uh you you see them coming you're like I wish this was legitimate, but you know the minute you hit yes they're gonna hit you up with a hey so I run a course that this and this and this looks like you'd be a good fit for this I'm like you didn't look through my profile at all because I'm not a good fit for this. And this was just a blind, cold sales email. And it feels very gross and impersonal. And if I had any inkling to do business with you, I probably don't know. The ones I hated the most is when I was looking for a job and I get an email from a recruiter that's like, or if I'm, what's even crazy, when I'm not looking for a job, they're like, hey, I just saw your resume. I think you'd be a great fit for this sales position. And I'm like, they're like I looked over your resume, your skills yep. really speak. I'm like, no, you didn't. You literally right. didn't because if Name you did, you'd see skill. zero sales experience on my <laughs> resume. Like, yeah, go fuck yourself. And all that, yeah. it costs you a lot of money to be able to send me a private message. Like that's, that's not cheap. And so I know right. it's probably a numbers game, but cause I don't mind some of the ones like, Hey, look, we're looking for contracted instructional design work. Are you interested? And I'm like, that's fair. That's within my wheelhouse. I get it. You know, this is Absolutely. like a temporary thing. Do you want to help out? Whatever. Cool. I get that. But the ones that are like, I think you'd be good fit. Try this, click this link, find more. And I'm like, uh, this has nothing to do with me. Why would you reach out? This is bizarre. Right. This is bonkers. Right. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, if you're if you don't have to be on LinkedIn, don't be on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, there's. I feel like we could go off for uh, a long time on all the different pitfalls and things that we don't like about LinkedIn. Unfortunately, we have something else to get to. Or fortunately, welcome to the throwdown. Oh, silky, silky! Mm. I and Doug are now going to slowly scroll down. In our shared document here. All right. And this is the first time. <laughs> this is the first time that we have seen this throw. So as a reminder, if you're if you're new to this episode, oh, yeah. we just started doing this last week. Normally, Justin and I would come up. Well, originally, Justin would think of the throwdown on the fly during the show, not tell me and then present it. And then as we would do production meetings, we would figure these out in advance. But now the new way to do it is the Council of Elders is now a select group of folks from our Discord who will meet in advance and then they will come up with the throwdowns. And we have no idea what they are until this very moment. Right. And we're looking at them now and we now will... Now, 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 now. Now? Now. This week's throwdown is Spyro the Dragon versus Toothless from How to Train Your Dragon. Good news, I know a lot about one of these. And I'm going to guess it's toothless. You would be correct. Uh, The other one I know was a video game, but that's it. I know my sister absolutely loved this video game. When I couldn't play Shaq Fu, it was because she was hogging. (laughs) Forget about Shaq Fu. The game system. (laughs) Um, No, actually, I think this was on PlayStation, wasn't it? I don't think think it was on Sega. I think it was on PlayStation, yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what I would wait. Was uh was Soul Reaver on PlayStation? Yes. I think that's what I was. I would always try to play that, but I have to wait till she was done playing fucking Spyro. Wait, Elijah Wood voices Spyro? Why not? That's crazy. Also, can we talk about how bad this 
fandom pages. Yeah, it's not great. Purple. It's a purple background with orange, very light orange lettering for the hyperlinks. It's unreadable. Yeah, this would it not pass unreadable. an ADA inspection of Ugh, a website. Gotta highlight stuff. everything to fucking read it. Yeah, not complimentary colors, y'all. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Okay. Uh, Justin, you want to break down Spyro? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Normally, dragons can only yield and master a single element. Spyro, being a purple dragon, can yield and master several, including fire, ice, earth, electricity, time, wow. and heart. Sorry, that was <laughs> Captain Planet. Uh, electricity and time. So, yeah, so he can basically harness most elements. Uh, and like all purple dragons, he can also wield many abilities that others cannot. Namely, he can impulsively master the element of convexity breath, theoretically a mixture of all four elements he possesses, and he once had control over dragon time to a certain extent. However, that power was seemingly exhausted when Spyro used dragon time to encase himself, sparks, and cinder inside a crystal to protect them from harm, as he has not been seen using it Again, it is also also as a standard with dragons, he can fly. So he can yield the elements. He can breathe fire and also breathe all the other elements and then fly. All right, let's talk about Toothless. I'm already feeling like I know who's going to win this. Okay, let me hear it. So Toothless is considered one of the strongest dragons in the world of how to train your mm. dragon um he toppled the red death he's, he's so tiny yep but he's a he's a uh night fury one of the few oh, that are left mean. i've never seen that movie yeah it's actually a really good series i recommend it? Okay. it yeah it's actually pretty good the first one is, in particular is really really good fantastic okay. score absolutely love it um he's very fast um he's he's taken down several big creatures Pretty impressive. Um, he can make sonic booms when flying. Um, he can dodge attacks. Uh, he's very durable. Let's see here. He's yeah. He's carried a four hundred pound Viking on his back for a full day without rest. Um, what else? He's defeated all these things. Uh, so, but he has some significant weaknesses. So he's very fast. He's very durable. Uh, he's got incredible like fire blasts. God, these powers and abilities are just endless for him. Yeah, but most of them are more like a resume of what he's done. He's like, okay. I've killed this person, I've killed that person, defeated this person. Oh, he's got cloaking. So, I mean, he is pretty, he does have some camouflage abilities. Well, he that's right, he did learn how, well, it's, it's limited cloaking. Um, okay. Stealth camouflage. Or, yeah, his his fire is pretty, pretty impressive. Um hmm. So his, but the problem here is that um, one of his big weaknesses is that he has an artificial tail. Because in the first movie, you find out that the main character Hiccup actually hurts him. Um, and so he's unable to fly. But Hiccup is an engineer and he figures out a way to create a harness that allows him to fix his tail. So while uh, Hiccup is flying him and utilizing the tail as a rudder, he can fly. Now... In the last movie, Hiccup does make it so that Toothless can fly without him, but the thing is, that's man-made. It will break down over time. 
mm-hmm. if it gets damaged, he's fucked. So that's a significant weakness uh, as far as I'm concerned. Also yeah, says he has a six-shot limit for his plasma blasts, which I wasn't aware of, but apparently that's a thing. Um, he's also susceptible to certain dragon weaknesses, so if he eats an eel, he goes berserk. And skittish, doesn't trust anybody. Um, what was it? Uh, scratching his below his neck lulls him into unconsciousness, as well as pinching his neck. Um, he has a tendency to move towards a light source. Uh, so all in all, I think like Toothless is incredibly powerful. He's incredibly <laughs> fast. Yeah. Spiral can control time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, and the fake tail is flammable, right? Like we've seen that in the movies for 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 uh, you know uh, what's his nuts for uh, toothless. You light that shit on fire. I mean, it's probably at this point if you're talking about after the third movie, it's probably resistant to fire. But still, I mean, he hits that thing the wrong way. He's not flying anymore. That's it. Yeah. And if you've got a dragon that masters fire, ice, earth, electricity, and time. I mean, Spyro. Right. And what are Spyro's weaknesses, right? Does he it have doesn't any? list him here, yeah. Uh, he's a little naive about the ways of the world, but is eager to learn and grow. He's also very courageous and at one point saves Sinner from being destroyed. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, adventurous, curious about his past and eager to shape his future. He shows recklessness of an adolescent at times, but is slowly growing into the role of a leader of a proud species. So he may be a little, I don't know, untested when it comes to, uh, but no, man, if he's going to master all these elements and shit like that, he's been through some stuff. Maybe he's not a tactical yeah. genius, I mean, but I mean, he has a lot of his, he is, he has room for error. The thing is, if he is fire, ice, earth, when you say ice, like, so not water, he can't control water. Cause I was like, could he just like bring up water and throw eels at Spyro? But uh, toothless. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it may, right. maybe his breath turns to ice instead of water. You know, maybe that's what it is. That could be, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, if you're throwing all these different things at toothless, like that's a lot to contend with. Yeah, toothless. I don't feel like has really dealt with magical things. Like he's right. fought other dragons, but that's the thing too. Is like toothless is dealing with dragon rules that don't necessarily apply to Spyro. And again, sure. how to train your dragon yeah. world. Dragons have a certain number of breath attacks that they have within a certain period of time before they have to recuperate. So apparently uh, Toothless is six. So once he fires six times, that's it, which I feel like is also recharged. I don't know. I I question that one because in the first movie, he fires a lot in a sequence where I'm like, I don't feel like that's true. Um, But uh, yeah, Spyro doesn't seem to have the weaknesses that... um, toothless does and again i think the biggest one is toothless is is his tail if that thing gets fucked up at all he can't fly so if spyro does some huge aoe blast and hits you know to spyro does that to toothless and yeah. that apparatus goes awry he's done he's then falling he's out grounded. of the air he's screwed yeah. whereas if toothless hits him with a blast it will do damage but Spyro can still fly like there's well, you know what i mean Spyro might also be able to encase himself yeah Right? Uh, In some sort of crystal? Nope. It just jumped on me. This fucking website. Yeah, he's he's encased himself in sparks and cinder instead of crystals to protect him from harm. Yeah, it was seemingly exhausted, but still, he was able to do it. So maybe he could 
muster that up again. And also, uh, as someone said here in the chat, I can't uh, remember where it was. Spyro can skateboard. Game yeah. over. Yeah. Oh, it was Jared. Yes. Um. Yeah, I just think again, if you if he hits uh, Toothless, grounds him, and then he can control the Earth. What are you going to do? Right, and he can that's, control that's, time again. Yeah. He can control time. Like that's that, that is the 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 key to this whole thing. Yeah. As much as I hate to say it, I love Toothless. He's great, but I don't think again. I don't think they're playing by the same rules here. But those are the yeah. universes. This is the throwdown. I think uh, Spyro takes it over on Toothless. Yeah, we're going Spyro. I also like that Jared goes. Spyro is the Thanos of the Dragon World when he collects all the powers. Yeah. Yeah. Toothless is the better flyer as long as his tail doesn't get fucked up. Yeah, if he's grounded, Spyro wins for sure. That's it, man. Game over, man. Yeah. I also like how Tint goes, breathe ice, then fire, boom, breathe water. <laughs> Tint is the also water. very practical, and I respect that about Fuck it. Fuck yeah. That's why we love Tint. That's right. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. Um, wait, Spyro, I, I'm just catching up on some of this here. Yeah. Uh, just wondering, is it one dragon juggernaut? Yeah, absolutely. I think we made the right decision. I think so. If you disagree uh, and you're listening to this, let us know. Yeah. Hit us up, baby. Let us know. Tell us why. Tell us why. Back up your claims. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Justin, what do you have to recommend this week? Oh, gosh. There's a show that I just started watching. I think you might be into it. uh, If if you want to check it out, everybody. It's called Ted Lasso. It's on (laughs) Apple TV Plus. Season two is coming out in a couple weeks. I'd say get on that. Um I'm actually just finishing up the Kaminsky method. I would say season one and season two are fucking amazing. Season three, eh, it's all right. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's on Netflix. So you can check that out. And then uh, again, I know there's something else. Uh, oh, uh, Sid Penrose coming out July 13th Woo-hoo! on YouTube. So be on the lookout for uh, the, the finally the public release of uh, Sid Penrose. Cannot wait. Cannot wait there to watch go. that again. Dougie Fresh, what do you got? Uh, I'm late to the game on this, as always, but Inside, uh, Bo Burnham's newest special available now on Netflix. Wow. Um, I was completely blown away by it. That guy, I've seen some of his older specials, and even then, like his other one, Make Happy, is also available on Netflix right now, which I recommend, which is, he references that. Inside, he said he basically took a break from performing for five years because he was having panic attacks. And I realized, like, in that special Make Happy, he's kind of referencing that, that he's, and while joking, talking about he's not in his best men- mental health. And yeah. Inside is amazing because I love the way that it's filmed for starters. He, you know, wrote, it's directed, one room, filmed it all by himself yeah. in a room. Uh, and it's a very raw, vulnerable, um, project that took i think over a year to make and it's got some really great songs i wouldn't say it's necessarily like hilarious um it's not but it's It's very very entertaining and it's i think it's very powerful Mm -hmm. and um i think i heard uh anthony jeselnik watched it and he goes he loved it he goes but it's not a comedy special and he goes and that's okay it's its own thing he goes i think some people are watching it and they're like this isn't a special he's like it's not it's its own thing and it's it's awesome in its yeah. own way this and is I totally one of those agree. things where i would just call it this is just this is a piece of art mm-hmm. this is this is this is in a way this is just a piece of cinema and you can take that for however you want to take it but it's songs some of them are humorous in nature 
Sure. But they're not like, yeah, it's, I would not count it as a straight up comedy special. Yeah. Like White Woman yeah. Instagram, I found to be one of the more I, humorous ones. That one was, I was fantastic. Just say, that one's good. Yeah. And but then there's you, some real fucking deep kind of dark shit that he goes well into. the uh what was it the, the internet the internet song was like very yeah. funny but also like oh shit this is very true and very sad like it's yeah uh, which is a lot of that stuff is you know yeah it's it's yeah but if you think about too like as, as you watch it think about the fact that he had to write all of these songs he had to conceptualize of the storyline that he's going through write all the songs record all of them harmonies uh instrumentations main vote all the stuff and then go back and record mix and master those then go back and actually film himself doing it all the different camera shots all the different lighting playing the different instruments all the costumes the themes the changes like when you really take a step back and look at what he did solo it is mind-blowing yeah it's fucking phenomenal yeah. And uh, I know he's also directed a couple of movies in that five-year period. You can tell it really, those skills have been really refined and he's done a phenomenal job. So watch yeah. it knowing you probably won't be slapping your knee. It's not a Burt Kreischer or Tom Segura special, um, but it's very good. And I highly, highly recommend it. It's definitely something that I think to me, it really spoke to me and I really enjoyed it. And uh, I appreciate him for putting himself out there. And making something like that. And really, I think, capturing what 2020 was in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. And um, agree. yeah, it was awesome. So definitely, definitely go check that out. Good should, wreck, Doug. Thanks, man. Thank you. I'll wreck your ass. I could also wreck your ass on the Mind Gap socials. All our social media is at Mind Gap Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Mind Gap Podcast. Also, check out our YouTube channel at Mind Gap Podcast, where we post all of our videos and clips and all sorts of shit. And check us out on Twitch, goddammit. Twitch.tv slash Mind Gap Podcast. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Central Time. We record this podcast. Come hang out with us. Chat with us. We require it of you. And then also, uh, you know, Saturdays, 8 p.m. Central, uh, twitch.tv slash podcast. Come hang out with us when we do our video game streams. We're going back in the dungeon, baby. D&D, the fancy board game. Heading back in. It's going to be a lot of fun this Saturday, 8 p.m. Central. Come hang out. Enjoy the show. And also, don't forget to follow Justin online as well. Uh, I'm going to pause on that real quick. And that's right. Wolf did spend points to call out someone. Here, to Slotty Bartfest for all the work he does behind the scenes it's appreciated, and to Drew for sticking around past the toilet humor. Holy shit. Sorry I missed that, man. You're right. You that did was, do that. Thank you. I Thank you for keeping us honest on that. We did not mean to miss that. Yes. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, uh, Verbal, Good Pod good bean pod bean that's the one good pod and all the other ones wherever you listen to us is great uh share us subscribe rate review and uh again the big one is sharing just copy the link to any episode that you enjoy send it out to your uh, social network put it on linkedin tell your linkedin crew hey guys business 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 mind gap business 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 hey i listen and to the show that's all about send. farts hire right, me exactly hey have you heard about synergy not while I'm drinking, you son of a bitch. Oh, my God. I about spit all over my computer. I 
wanted that so bad. I wanted to get a spit take. Uh, you ever been that focus where you're like controlling your body? You're like, I am in control of my body. I will swallow this. I will not spit it out. I will not shit my pants. There's all those moments you're like, no, I control you. Yeah. That was one of those. I had to focus really hard. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah. Um, TwoEastEighth.com slash MindGap and then TwoEastEighth. Just keep an eye on all of TwoEastEighths. That's the letter, the number. That's the number two. I don't do math. East eight T H. Uh, keep an eye on all the socials because we got Sid Penrose coming out and uh, Chris and Matt videos are dropping. We've got other stuff we're working on. There's a whole mess of shit. So uh, rounding out 2021 should be uh, some good times for two East Dave. Hell yeah. So uh, once again, I just want to thank you all for hanging out with us. This is always a blast. It's a hi- blast. It's a highlight to my week. And uh, we always like, you know, chatting with you all. So I will swallow and not shit myself. That could be the quote of the night. You're right. That's very true. Yes. Very true. Yes. But that being said, I want to say, Justin, thank you. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you. And listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.